You're listening to a podcast edition of Closer to Truth. For more information about this series, visit our website, closertotruth.com. If I wanted God to exist, I would have to explain evil. The monstrous horrors of this world, whether perpetrated by humans or accidents of nature, is the strongest argument against the existence of God. To theists, it's the problem of evil which they struggle to resolve. To atheists, it's the argument from evil which they wield like a sword. Here's the question I can't escape. Did God create evil? My question challenges the consistency of the concept of God. After all, if God exists, and if God is all-powerful and all-knowing, how could God not have created evil? I'm Robert Lawrence Kuhn, and Closer to Truth is my journey to find out. I begin at Fuller Theological Seminary in Pasadena with philosopher Nancy Murphy to get the mainstream Christian position. For Nancy, morality is core and evil is key. Nancy, you believe God created the universe? Yes. You believe there is evil in the universe? Yes. Do you believe God created evil? No. <laughs> <laughs> now that, you, will, you must explain. Yes. I believe that God created the universe knowing full well that it would be a universe containing vast amounts of evil. But uh, if God created and if God is good, then God must have known that the amount of good outweighed the evil to the extent that it would be worthwhile. But you are then rationalizing God created the evil. I asked you, God created the evil. You said no. Now you're telling me that God created evil, created good, and knew the good would outweigh the evil, so he said it's a good world. But God still created the evil. No, God created the world in such a way that it would produce the outcome that he wanted. And okay. to put it in perhaps overly anthropomorphic terms, God wanted creatures with whom he could have a relationship, something like us. Okay. In order to have creatures like us, the universe had to be almost exactly the way it is, fine-tuning arguments. Laws of nature produce the kinds of suffering that we're all aware of. Plate tectonics, tsunamis, earthquakes, sure. famines, etc. So my understanding of natural evil or suffering is that it is a um, predictable, unwanted, but necessary byproduct of the way God had to create the world if God were to have free creatures, loving creatures like us. I could follow your entire argument and in sometimes in my psychic life can agree with you. 
But when I do that, I come to the conclusion that God created the evil, and to avoid saying that sounds like philosophical timidity. If you are a pantheist so that God and the universe are identified, then I think you're stuck with saying that God is creating tsunamis just as, as much as God is creating the blossoming of flowers because God and the world are one. Okay. Uh, if you are a deist, then God creates, God sets up the laws, and it runs its course the way it was going to run. And so God foreknew that there would be tsunamis, but God is not causing them. Okay, that, that's a fine distinction. I don't think it's so fine. Well, I think I mean, it's a pretty radical distinction. No. The it, universe... God is not intervening to cause it, but God set up the laws so that they would absolutely occur. God set up the laws so that they would occur, but God... God did not intend that they would occur. Let me... That is fine. Well, it sounds like splitting hairs to you, but I think it's a very significant difference because it's a matter of whether you are attributing evil intent and evil action to God or whether you are attributing the permission of evil to God and assuming that God is just as grieved by that suffering as we are only... Uh, infinitely more so. I can accept everything mm -hmm. that you just okay. said, that God doesn't like evil. He's grieved. He's grieved more than we are by the evil. Mm -hmm. But God made a preordained decision to have mm -hmm. that evil, to create that evil in order to have this greater good mm -hmm. and just come out and say it. No. <laughs> <laughs> Splitting hairs, Nancy? Here's what I cannot reconcile. If God is all-knowing, before God created the world, God knew the monstrous evil that would result. And if God is all-powerful, God could have created any world God wished. I hear Greg Boyd, a Christian theologian and evangelical pastor, has a radical explanation for what causes evil. He'll try to absolve God, I'm sure. I'll see. Greg, the problem of evil is something that anybody who wants to believe in God has to deal with. Mm -hmm. How do you deal with it? It is uh, the, I think, num number one objection to theism. And I would argue that every aspect of creation, ultimately, that doesn't align with, uh, that doesn't line up with God's benevolent character is a result of some will other than God. There are angelic beings that also have free will. And just as uh, humans can use their free will for the evil, these angelic beings can use their free will for, uh, for the evil. They have say-so, and some of that say-so affects creation itself. Are you talking about Satan? Satan, the devil. <laughs> Demons, yeah. <laughs> to some, that would sound rather anachronistic in today's world. Yeah, there, there's a lot of people who don't believe that there are principalities and powers and demons and those sorts of things, and I realize that I uh, am going out on a limb by bringing them up. It seems to me that an all-powerful, all-good God could have conceivably created a world that is uh, 
uh, you know, free of the uh, n natural evils that we have today. Uh, malaria, AIDS, earthquakes, mudslides. And I'm not suggesting... Now that's the atheistic argument. I know. You, I, what, I, what you're saying, if I'm not wrong, is that if I told you there was no Satan and you believe there was no Satan, no angelic powers, that it was just free will, you would then have trouble defending the existence I, of God I, I would, without I, Satan. I, on, on the basis of... Uh, the natural evil. If Satan is responsible for creating evil and God is responsible for creating Satan, doesn't that make God responsible for creating evil? No. <laughs> no. Where is my logic wrong? Okay, Here, here's how I'd respond. God's responsible for making us free, for creating uh, spiritual and human beings as free agents. Uh, but it's built into the very nature of free will. That what it, what it means to have free will is that you can choose to go this way or that way. This way being, to be very simplistic here, good. That way being evil. Uh, it's no different than saying if God creates a triangle, it's got to have three sides. If God creates a free agent, it's got to have two possibilities. But w why are you so worried about having God not create the evil? If God is all wise and he's omnipotent and omniscient, he didn't think out of the trillions of choices that people make, there'll be a few evils? Sure, I, I'm, I'm sure that he... Uh, adequately uh, anticipated the possibility of all evil, and he maybe the even, certainty, maybe the inevitability, the, stati the statistical certainty. But that doesn't make him responsible for it. God has a choice to make. Uh, you can create no world, or you can create a world that uh, is programmed uh, to always, you know, where people and, and angels would always make the right choices and do the right things. Or you could create a world where you give free agency uh, to human beings and angels. The advantage of creating the robotic world would be that there'd be no evil. The disadvantage is you couldn't have any moral virtue, and you couldn't have genuine love. The disadvantage of creating the world that's free is that you're going to have evil. People will, and angels will make bad decisions, but the advantage is that you can now have a world that has love and uh, a world that has moral virtue. So evil is enabled by free will of humans and of devils. But, Greg, God created both, right? How then did God not create evil? Not to be impolite, but I am wearying with arguments. I'll look beyond Christianity. Maybe Islam says something new. I speak with Islamic scholar Mahmoud Ayyub. Born in Lebanon with a Harvard doctorate in history of religion, Mahmoud knows something of evil. He's blind. Mahmoud, in Islam, how do you deal with the problem of evil? Among the monotheistic religions, Islam can be said to be the least dualistic. That is to say, in the end, God is responsible for both the good and the evil in the world. However, evil has to be differentiated. Natural disasters, however evil they may be, are seen as a part of a human trial. That is, uh, God tests people with good and with evil. And there is a Quranic verse on this, which gives not so much an answer, a philosophical answer to the problem of evil, but uh, makes evil 
a divine trial that people should endure with patience and steadfastness, and those who do so will eventually be rewarded by God. Other traditions, of course, would have great difficulty in God having created and caused evil. Certainly, traditional Christian philosophers are very much desirous of explaining how God did not create evil. But then who? <laughs> this is the question. In Christianity, the problem of theodicy becomes, in the end, a problem without really a final solution. And it sort of is explained somewhat uh, by the idea of original sin and, and the fallen humanity. Uh, this is not in Islam, no. The Quran insists on the human responsibility to uh, enjoin that which is good and to dissuade from that which is indecent or evil. And so, in a way, one could argue that in the Quran there are verses which make God completely responsible for every good and every evil in creation. But there are verses also which make God the author of good, but human beings are the authors of evil. In, in the final analysis, I think one would have to say that uh, the Quran being a book not of theology, but of guidance, mm. uh, 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 human beings are co-workers with God, and together they uh, try to make this world a better world. There is one final point. Often natural evils become in the end a source of good. For instance, uh, I try to do the best I can in life with my blindness. Blindness is an evil, I cannot deny it. But people, according to Islam, must thank God for all things, the good and the evil. And I'm often asked, do you thank God for your blindness? And I say, no. Why should I thank God for my blindness? Uh, I would like to enjoy uh, visual art, nature, all these things that uh, remain in the dark for me. But I thank God for the ability to deal with it. So the Islamic God is responsible for both good and evil. I like that. At least Islam's God and the world of evil seem internally consistent. That doesn't make Islam's God exist, of course. I shouldn't be confined to the Abrahamic religions. Eastern religions have a radically different view of evil. I speak with V.V. Raman, a Hindu physicist and philosopher. V.V. combines respect for his tradition with the sense of a scientist. V.V., I would love to believe in God. Evil is a major impediment. How does Hindu philosophy and theology deal with evil? From the Hindu perspective, God is beyond the categories of good and evil, up and down, and so on. 
So from one perspective, there is no such thing as good and evil such as we perceive them from the God's perspective. And at the same time, the view of God that we have, that most religions have, is one of absolute goodness, absolute mercy, absolute charitable uh, feelings and so on. Now these qualities cannot be there without their opposites. By the very nature of picturing God in these terms, we are creating the opposite also. And therefore, if there is to be a God with these attributes and who is the creator of everything, then such a God cannot but help create the other things also. But we need to distinguish between evil as wrought by nature and the suffering that individuals experience. That is explained in terms of the law of karma. That means actions which have an impact either on oneself or on others. And these impacts may be good or bad. Now, from the Hindu perspective, just as there are laws of nature, there are also laws of moral nature. The suffering that we see or the good fortune that we enjoy, all these are results of what we ourselves have done previously. Previously in, in, in another life. And that <laughs> is the extension, therefore, of this hypothesis, if you want to take it that way. Now, if you therefore accept this, then the idea becomes, then when I don't remember doing anything bad that I should suffer, then the explanation is, well, that's because you don't remember your past birth. Or that I'm past 90, nothing good seems to have come from all the good things. Well, wait, you will have it in the next birth. So the idea of reincarnation is closely linked to the idea of the law of karma. The point I'm trying to make here is, it does not follow from the Hindu vision of God that there is no such thing as good and evil or uh, uh, sinful and virtuous and so on, quite the contrary. What it says is we run into contradictions when we transfer these enormously significant relative categories to the Almighty and to the Divine. So it is as long as we are in the... Karma as natural law requiring consequences for evil has appeal. but I see no credible evidence for reincarnation. I do like the Hindu God being beyond good and evil, which seems consistent with God's transcendence. But if God is so aloof from evil, how could God be all good? And if subject to the karmic law, how all-powerful? Can anyone rise above specific religions? I pick Keith Ward. Though a Christian philosopher, his views of God are more expansive and inclusive. The former Regis Professor of Divinity at Oxford, Keith's take on evil, especially, cuts against the grain.
If you think that God is the creator of everything in the universe, then I think you just have to bite the bullet and say God created evil. So evil, if it's real, and it is, I think, is created by God. So the notion of creation involving evil is not a problem because you just say, well, that's, that's it, God created evil. But it's, it's uh, the notion of goodness and omnipotence that caused the problems. The way I'd approach it is this, that I, I think looking at the idea of God, you're looking at the idea of goodness as perfect beauty, perfect worthwhile, as perfect value. And that such being creates a universe which is not uh, in the same way without imperfection. So the goodness of God doesn't consist in that God is kind to everybody. I mean, goodness doesn't equal kindness. Goodness is just inherent perfection. If you think of it that way, it's, it's helpful by saying, well, from the perfect, imperfection can spring. Uh, why? Well, because the imperfection might be necessarily implicated in different sorts of perfection. Uh, the obvious example is if I want to go mountain climbing, then uh, part of the reason I enjoy that is that it's got a risk. And if it didn't have any risk, I wouldn't enjoy it. Now, I take into account the fact that that risk means that somebody is actually going to be killed sometime. Why should people like dangerous sports? Well, the point here is there's something intrinsically good about that sort of existence that you wouldn't get in an existence without any risk at all. Well, we would have to assume that God is not capable of creating a world with all of the things that are good without having all of this enormity of evil? Yeah. Let's put the enormity on one side for the moment, but just say that, uh, yeah, I think God is incapable of creating a world like, roughly like this with us in it uh, without creating quite a great deal of suffering. For example, if you take the evolutionary account of humanity, then destruction is involved essentially in that account. I mean, unless animals die, you're not going to get new sorts of animals uh, evolving. So evolution presupposes death. When I die, I'll say, well, you know, I'm making room for somebody better, I hope, or <laughs> at least somebody different. So in that way, a certain amount right, of evil seems to be acceptable. Well, let's now deal with your quantitative right. analysis yeah. in terms of the amount. If it is too large, how would you compensate? Well, on the hypothesis that there is a, a good God who wills good, then I think what you'd have to say is that take the suffering of human beings who are conscious that they suffer, um, you know, conscious of suffering, and conscious of their continuing existence, then I feel that a believer in God has to say there is a life beyond the life on this earth, that victims must be given a good which is overwhelmingly outweighing the evil they have suffered, and that oppressors must have some way of coming to terms with the evil they have done and learning how to overcome that. How did God, in the pre-existence of the universe, conceptualize evil? Well, I think that uh, evil is necessarily implicated in the being of God. I don't mean that God is evil. I mean, if you think that God contains the idea of every possible world in the divine mind, and that's the traditional idea, then a lot of those possible worlds are incredibly evil. So God must conceive, as well as all the good worlds, every evil world. Mm. Then the question is... Um, which does he actualize? Which does he actualize? And I think that God is justified in actualizing any world in which no individual suffers um, evil which cannot ever lead to good.
but be followed by, be compensated by good. I don't mean that evil is a means to good. I mean that once they've suffered evil, their lives will achieve goodness. So creatable universes are universes which may contain a great deal of evil, but that evil is never unredeemable. And I think myself that our universe is just about on the edge of creatable <laughs> universes. Evil exists, that's for sure. If God exists, God either created evil or did not create evil. That's simple logic. If God did not create evil, and if God is all-powerful, all-knowing, and all-good, there's explaining to do. Free will is what's usually invoked to save God from this awkward predicament. Not to pull rank on my Bible-believing friends, but the prophet Isaiah said of God, I form the light and create darkness. I make peace and create evil. I am Jehovah that doeth all these things. There are rebuttals, of course, as with all in the Bible. And many who believe in God do not accept the Judeo-Christian scriptures. My personal sense is that if God exists, then God did create evil. I see no other way to get closer to truth. To watch complete conversations with over 100 of the world's leading thinkers on cosmos, consciousness, and meaning, visit our website, closertotruth.com.